I mean, seriously, Al, how did you catch AIDS? <laughs> well, technically, it was influenza B. Not, same, same thing. Not the AIDS virus. <laughs> well, there was that trip I took to uh, sub-Saharan Africa. No. Uh, we, we had a meeting at, <laughs> meeting at work, and there was a bunch of people that flew from interstate. I'm pretty sure one of them infected me. Disease-ridden motherfuckers. Just, yeah, went from coughing that afternoon to full-on fever dreams that night. Full body ache. Primo flu experience. Awesome. It wasn't just man flu? Nah, they, they swabbed me at the doctor's office and confirmed it was influenza B strain. It wasn't chicken flu or some shit? Like swine flu. <laughs> Whatever happened to those? Oh, Don't all know. the rage. I never had no problem. I kept eating bacon. <laughs> so yeah, I guess the long and the short of it, that explained why I was sort of out of action for a good sort of nine, ten days. Yeah, right. Pretty slow recovery. There's not much you can do. Fair enough. Anyway, that's... I feel like my issues are small compared to you, you gimp in the sling mofo. Yeah, ain't no thing. <laughs> How'd the shoulder surgery go? Yeah, right. Look, I've been faring a lot better than others, apparently, so... Others that have had it have been on Struggle Street and World mm. of Pain. Even the, our barber said the same thing, that he um, he had it done and he was, oh, yeah. he was in a world of pain for a while afterwards and ah, they're all fucking pussies. I mean... You go in Iron Man mode now, not taking any pain medication during the day? I haven't needed to. I haven't been in pain. Like, what's the point in taking it? Just, I'll just take it for the sake of it. Fuck that. Definitely. Develop an addiction. Yeah, sounds, sounds brilliant. Start, start I can, I can robbing see, houses. I can see a little bit how people get addicted to like Oxycontin or those sorts of drugs because they've given me that type of drug. Mm. And they're, they're not bad, but I mean... You can also sense the danger. Yeah, that's probably one of the other reasons I don't want to take them. I think my, my brain's saying, no, 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 you're not in that much pain. So we're just going to tell you you're not in any pain, then you won't take anything. Look, it's probably a healthy approach, man. I can't argue with it. I think last night was the last time I probably took one of them just kind of for the sake of taking it. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, fuck this. I'd rather have a beer, so I won't take anything. <laughs> well, I think that's what happens as well. You start trying to push yourself, right? You could just go through that routine and stick to it, or you could start... Testing your limits and see if you, how you're faring. Yeah, I mean, like I said today, I've had. Sorry. Your phone is dog shit. This is normally your phone that does this. Well, anyway, it's on do not disturb mode. So anyway, nobody even said Siri. That's the dumb shit about it. Anyway, uh, thank yeah. you, Steve Jobs, ghosts. Yeah. So, like I said, no panel, no nothing today. Been fine pretty much all day. I did struggle a bit, like I've been doing a little bit of typing. Started the uh, started typing out the uh, Aussie Top Gun script <laughs> today, and no, that's a productive use of time. I like it, and uh, it's got a little bit sore doing that, like moving my arm around, and I really shouldn't be moving my arm that much at all. So, you know, didn't do too much of it because I got a bit sidetracked with my usual endeavours on a Friday afternoon of looking at Mannheim bike auctions, and uh, okay, yeah, and, and bought a bike. <laughs> you got got enough willpower to avoid. <laughs> heavy duty pain well, medication you say that not enough willpower to avoid buying motorcycles no so <laughs> just to be fair I had three bikes that I was looking at and I had a budget on all three of them yep. the first one started above my budget so I didn't even bother the second bike I bid on twice and then it hit my budget yeah on the dollar and I could have made another bid just to see how it went and I'm like no no that was my budget I'm sticking to it and I'm a bit disappointed because I really wanted that bike but no, and it sold for the exact budget that I'd set for it. 
but to someone else. And then this, the other bike came up, so I hit the first bid. Nobody else bid on it. Boom, got it cheaper than I expected. Than I wanted to pay for it. So yeah, definitely an addictive personality. <laughs> I, I don't see how that's addictive. Rationalizing your uh... no, no, no. I'm not rationalizing. It's a bit <laughs> anyway. It's a it's a business thing. I didn't buy it just for shits and giggles. I'm not. I haven't got a collection of motorbikes down there. Every time I buy a bike, I'm doing something with it to make money or flip it or whatever the case might be. Yeah, so still got to figure out how to get it home from Newcastle. Oh, I've already got it sorted. Only got one arm. Well, Catherine wants to go up and see her friend who lives up in Newcastle on Monday. Yeah. So just hitch the trailer up to the back of the Ranger. Boom, drive up there. Catherine and her friend can put the bike in the trailer for me. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, drive back. And uh, Bob's your father's brother. He is, yeah. So anyway, I'm looking forward to getting home. Looks like it might be a good one, this one. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. So so something I want to talk to you about, Al, I've been obviously... Still hit the mic. Yeah, it's got <laughs> with, one arm. <laughs> with been sitting at home, <laughs> sitting at home a lot. Obviously, with my arm the way it is, and um, watching a few kids' TV shows because obviously I've got the baby. Oh right. Now we, oh, yeah. we we limit we limit screen time for our for our baby. It, it gets two hours a day, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Usually in the morning, it gets most of that. Um, anyway, well, really, it's about generating a bit of quiet time for yourself right well yeah Catherine puts the TV on so I can sleep in yeah um, and then I get up and we just leave it on while I have breakfast and everything so I've been sitting there eating my breakfast watching this this stuff that is on and we stick to CBBS. nothing else we only better watch CBBS because there's no adverts and all the TV shows are you know short and mm. pretty simple it's and perfect it, for you yeah yeah <laughs> but I've, I've noticed even a few things that my wife said the, the men that work on some of these kids' TV shows, that just slightly slightly creepy men or weirdo men. You mean like the presenters? Yeah, yeah. So whenever there's a presenter and they're just just on that little bit of, he's a bit weird, straight away, the first thing that goes to your mind, pedo. But what's, what's making you sort of get those suspicions? Because they're just a bit weird. <laughs> but why though? Well, I don't know. It's just something, you know, mannerisms. Just the way they're acting. It's just and just the way they look. It's just a bit. Come on, mate. You're a bit. You're a bit creepy, doing that. But if it's a woman, it's all good. Doesn't matter how weird they are. It's all fine. Why is it? That, and it wasn't just me that brought this up. Catherine was the first one that brought this up. There's a bloke on one of them. I think his name's Pete, and she's calling him Pedo Pete. <laughs> he is a like. As soon as I walked in, I was like, he's a bit fucking weird, isn't he? And I would she's assume like, Pedo. This day and age, after the n- numerous scandals that have occurred in the past, it's something that the TV producers would be very, very paranoid about. But all surely, I'm saying to you surely. is, the first thing that comes to mind when you have a weirdo male presenter on a TV kids' TV show is pedo. I, I think what you're failing to recognise is that all presenters for those kids' shows are all weird in their own way. They're, they're all weirdo. Like, to even want to do that as a job, it's a bit strange. Like, it's not for everyone, right? No. Oh, no. I couldn't do it. It takes a fairly specific personality type. <laughs> I'm not saying pedophile. <laughs> I'm just saying, how come that's the first thing that comes oh. to mind with a creepy bloke around kids? But a creepy woman, it's all good. <laughs> sounds, sounds like you need to uh, adjust your programming. Yeah. Well, we, do, we don't watch that show anyway, so... Well, it's an Aussie show now. Apparently, it's one of the more popular 
sort of toddler shows. It's called uh, Bluey, is it? The, about the little dog. Yeah. It's sort of cracked the market overseas. It's going to make someone a bajillionaire. Fair enough. Don't know. Anyway, it's been a while since I've watched proper, like, baby stuff. Probably a bit out of touch, man. Yep. Getting other junk instead now. To be fair, a lot of the stuff they do make for kids these days is way better than the stuff we had when we were kids. Well, see, that's a matter of opinion, really, isn't it? Oh, it's like, actually, some budget, some thought goes into the sort of plots and stories. Some of the, if you go back and watch some of the crap we used to watch, man, it was pretty woeful. I, I watched some of this stuff though and noticed things and I was just like eh that's a bit what are you like nitpicking well there's one shows. that she watches um, <laughs> Sarah and Duck I know Sarah and Duck at the end of the show when they're doing the credits there's Sarah and Duck dancing down the bottom corner the duck turns around starts twerking at Sarah oh, fuck, I'm telling you stuff. it fucking happens man <laughs> you're the one seeing twerking ducks you got problems just saying <laughs> but that's one of the nicer shows that one's alright yeah I've got no problem with it apart from the twerking duck the duck's a bit of a retard as well <sighs> but I mean this is the thing like apparently this afternoon at after school care um, one of the kids in the group was getting Lexi to walk over the top of him as he lay on the floor and like everyone's up in arms like oh it's you know inappropriate blah 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 and like they're seven years old there probably is no ill intent behind it. Yeah. Just kids doing kid shit. But like everyone's like, ooh, big big issue. Yeah. Like once when they're seven, it's not like confirmed, you know, creep show. I don't know, has he got a little camera on the bottom of his shoe that you walk around? No, of course not. It's... Well... <laughs> anyway, I think sometimes people over overreact to this stuff. Yeah. You know, it gets in the media, it gets hyped up and then Everyone's, you know, jumping at shadows. Fair enough. Should probably change the topic because it's a bit shitty talking about pedos and stuff. It's probably worse talking about kids' TV, really. Yep. <laughs> so I've Hawks. noticed the the Hawks. What's what's going on, man? It's a sad story. <laughs> Fucking shit show. Yeah, but somehow all too familiar. <laughs> I mean, there's all the, oh, they've got the good players this year and blah, 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 and it's no, just turned did, to dog shit. Did you hear me getting excited? No. I know how this story goes. I've been there before. <laughs> Such a disappointment. Yeah, so they're like one win, eight or nine losses. They're sort of best player, one of the American imports, snapped his Achilles. Broke his ass. His whole career's probably over. Yep. Thanks, Hawks. <laughs> Yeah, it's been pretty uh, grim going. Yeah, well, there's been some pretty shitty injuries in in uh, sports the last week or so. I mean, that's happened to that that guy and Aaron Brooks. Yeah, Everton, one of their star players, got their. Oh, is this the ankle dislocation? And and broken, broke I, his leg and dislocated I, his ankle. I don't have the stomach to look at this stuff anymore. It wasn't that bad. Like his foot was just facing in a completely wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> but what's wrong with you? But the guy that. <sighs> The, the whole fucked up thing was that the guy that went in for the tackle, it was pretty light going. He tripped him and then he landed funny and the foot he landed on was the one that got all fucked up. Yeah. So the referee comes over to give him a yellow card, sees the injury and then puts the yellow card back in the pocket, changes it to a red card, fucking boom, straight off. What, just because his foot was backwards? 
But the whole fucking thing is, there has to be ill intent there for the red card to come out. That sounds a bit unfair. So the idea was that he got red carded for the intent to cause damage on the player, but there was no intent there. It was just an accident. Yeah, so he's reacted more to the aftermath than what yeah. actually happened. And the bloke that did it, he was like in tears on the field. He was like... Yeah, I don't think anyone would want to do that intentionally to another player. No. Anyway, they reversed the red card. That's like the next the next couple of days because they usually get like a couple of game banned for shit like that but they reversed it so right so they almost have like a tribunal style thing yeah and they basically said you know it's clearly obvious there was nothing intended there for any damage to happen so yeah just a bit of bad luck yeah I think a lot of players react badly to that as well because it's not hard to imagine that happening to themselves right all it takes is like you said just landing on something a bit funny yeah Wooshka yeah anyway I guess Thinking back to the last couple of weeks, the um, Rugby World Cup final had a couple of injuries very early in that match as well. Guys yeah, dislocated shoulders and guys taking uh, big concussions. Fucking big, they knocked out cold. Man, they were in Disneyland. And they were like, oh, he might come back on. No. <laughs> that bloke's gone. <laughs> but fair fair credit to the, the, the rugby folks. They do have a pretty strict uh, you know, head injury protocol. Yep. Knowing... All too well now what sort of repeated brain injuries can do to people. Yeah, I mean, look at me. <laughs> no, but I mean, true, but it's not like you were, you know, smacked your head in a motorbike crash and were riding it the next day, you know? That's that's when you're at high risk. Yeah, I think it's the high risk is when you have the head injury whilst your brain's still recovering that's from the That's exactly right, yeah. yeah. That's why all these NFL guys brains are going to mush because they're just going out getting smacked every weekend yep just like their wives probably are well <laughs> fair comment that was probably the only silver lining to being ill was being able to watch the last three games of the baseball world series live oh yeah that's a good way to kill the time you know it's like four or five hour games but it was quite a exciting series as well between the houston astros and washington nationals right it's quite a bizarre um, series a seven game series they play but in the end every single match was won by the visiting team okay so the home ground advantage was like the opposite opposite effect yeah right first time that's happened in um american sports for any 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 sport that's played over a series like that cool it's quite a statistical anomaly yep for the uh washington nationals to take it out it was kind of against they're almost the underdogs i'd say never heard of either of those teams hmm <laughs> if you're going to watch a baseball game World Series is probably not a bad time I didn't time. even know it was on not a bad time to tune in because it's no. literally the two best teams of the whole season yeah I know but I just forgot that it was even on yeah it, like I was saying it's just middle of the day yeah so games are starting at 10 o'clock in the morning or some shit like that so that was that was one slight benefit I got from that as well as the start of the NBA season so a few NBA games sprinkled on top of that as well yep Definitely loving the uh, the KO subscription. It's been really good. Did you happen to watch any of those shows that I gave you heads ups on? No. None of them? Garbage recommendations, man. Are you fucking serious? I always <laughs> give you good recommendations. <laughs> I, I did watch another show that um, the guys at work had recommended called Last Man on Earth. It's um, kind of a comedy series. I've seen that one. About, uh, so you didn't watch the one about the high school kids in the apocalypse? No. Oh, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. What about My Name is Dolomite? I haven't watched it yet. That's pretty I good. Pl- I plan to. That's funny. 
Sally Murphy's funny. It's good. Yeah, well, he hasn't done something, anything for a while now. So. I'll, I'll tell you who's really funny in that. The mm. original Blade. Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Oh, sorry, it's, it's a good cast. He's fucking funny in it, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that one's on the list. No, it's not, not a deliberate thing of not watching what you recommend. It's the fact that there's so many things to choose from. So many other things that are kind of on the, the backlog. Yep. So, first team best dress, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> One other show that had been recommended to me was a YouTube channel that I thought you might be interested in, actually. Uh, if this is what I think it is, I had a look at it and I was like, nah, not interested. Is it beard versus food or whatever? That's the guy. Nah. It's fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I, had, I haven't watched any yet. I, I haven't watched any because I looked at it and went, that's fucking dumb. But my, my interest was piqued because apparently he has an episode where he eats 155 chicken nuggets. I haven't seen that one, but I've seen the, the amount of food that's sitting in front of him before he goes to eat it, like in the screenshot, and I'm just like, fuck this, yeah. I don't want to watch him do eat that <laughs> shit, that's just fucking wrong. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's why people tune in. <laughs> oh, better things to watch on YouTube, man, Celebrity Juice. But the, the, the nuggets in particular... Obviously caught my attention. Yeah, well, because you couldn't eat 40 nuggets. So I ate 40 nuggets. You didn't eat 40 nuggets. You say you, say you ate 40 nuggets. But, There's been no real evidence to prove this. Uh, with, with the knowledge of what that experience was like, <laughs> to then hear someone had done like nearly four times the amount, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe, maybe there should be a, a 40 nugget challenge then. I don't think either of us really need to be eating 40 nuggets. Give ourselves an hour. Do, do an it. An hour? Is that that's too long? Just do it while we're doing the podcast, man. Uh-huh. Just just munch forty nuggets. Fuck it would kill me. Do you want do you want to do like <laughs> Macca's nuggets, KFC nuggets, or store bought nuggets? Uh well, I guess if we're doing it as a callback, it would be be Macca's. See, I'd prefer to do it if it's KFC nuggets. Yeah, well, whatever. Who cares? All right. Well, we could do. You could get yeah, Macca's. I'll get KFC. What, <laughs> what sauce do you? What, no, no, what no. Condiments? That's, that's not going to work because it's got to be an even playing. All right. Field. Well, I'll do fucking Macca's. It don't bother me. What's what condiments do you? You use? can have. You can have sauce if you want. You're not even going to go sauce. You've got to go sauce eventually. Is that going to fill you up? You've got to have something to let them come down. So again, this this beard versus food guy. Apparently, he does like the first eighty dry, and then starts using sauce to like. Loop, loop it up a bit and get it down his neck <laughs> so there's probably a, a strategy or a technique to it I'd, the... I'd, I'd be see if we did the KFC ones I'd be all about gravy I'd get the gravy to dip it in with man I, th- I think it's it's all you know if you want to add your extra condiments go go for it but then can I use that as an excuse if I don't if, if I fail if I'm not one too often you're like N- no because you've chosen to use the <laughs> performance enhancing substance <laughs> but it's, it's not performance enhancing there's more calories in it well then you better make a, a, a wise and informed decision okay <laughs> man speaking about condiments that was one of the things that got me riled up um, a few weeks ago was seeing seeing a bakery charging 50 cents for a sauce packet oh they there's heaps of them do that it's a, it's 50 fucking, cents it's a joke what this is not the kind of Australia I want to live in you know what? It's only a matter. Of, oh, it's only a matter of time before takeaways will be like uh, ten cents extra if you want chicken salt. No, they can't charge extra for chicken salt. There'll be riots in the streets. Like the sauce thing's crazy. Like I, I know there's a few of the golf clubs we've played at. They do the. They've got the little pie warmer, and it's just like a help yourself bottle. Yeah. And it's like 
it's like the most gracious thing you could do for someone in Australia. Don't worry, mate. Have as much sauce as you want. The Bunnings barbecue, fucking whatever sauce you want. Just yeah, see, pump it on. I don't. I'm not that bothered if I have sauce on a pie. It's only on a sausage roll that I've got a sauce. Yeah, it probably depends on the kind of pie, but if it's just like a plain meat pie, yeah, I'm like sauce all the way. That's... No, I don't need sauce. It's a decent pie. You don't need sauce. Hmm. But do you think it should be complimentary if someone does want it? Look, I can see why they charge because obviously they got to buy them. But I, don't know, man. I think I think it would be better if you just went in the bottle. Just stick the bottle on the counter, not the little those stupid little fucking sachet things. Those little packet, especially because that's a that's like let's be let's look at it as a, as a let's break it down. You got if, depending on which ones you got, you've either got the little square ones that you just squeeze, squeeze in half. Yeah. So you got plastic. Yeah, that's a good point. That's it's quite oh, wasteful. Trying to get rid of the straws, yeah. but you know, so you got the plastic. You Fucking get, a, that's a really good point. And then, but you're also limited to the amount of sauce you can use, and they probably cost a fucking fortune, like to buy them, in comparison to a big fucking five liter tub of tomato sauce from Costco. Just fill up a squeeze bottle. Just go and get your fucking your five liters from Costco. That shit'll last you heaps longer, and probably cheaper in the long run. Good for the environment. And then you got you can have like a few different choices. You could have a sweet chili and a tomato sauce and a barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point, man. If we're gonna go the effort of banning the plastic straw then the little sauce packet's got to go too man it's just as bad mm-hmm. we could uh it's like two birds with one stone this this cause could, cha- could change the world start a change.org on tomato sauce packets oh yeah because it always makes a difference yeah change.org <laughs> what a what an indictment on modern life you know your, your idea of doing something about a cause is Oh, yeah, I'll tick a box online. Fuck off. <laughs> well, the thing is with that, though, if you get enough people enough people on that petition, you can actually hand it to a politician and go, well, I've got 100,000 people here that say they want... Then it can actually... Throw it in the bin. Well, no, they don't throw it in the bin. After a certain amount of people that sign it, <coughs> it actually has to go through Parliament at that point. There you go. I think it's like 100,000. I still think it's a load of bullshit, man. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Slacktivism, I think, is the term. Yeah. The uh, idea that you... Because there's a psychological condition that, you know, if you say you've done something, it's actually the same sort of firing in the reward centre of your brain as if you actually did do it. Just saying you've, you're going to do it. Yeah? Yeah. They've done oh, recent... No, wait, wait a minute. I'm just going to... I've won all of my races this year. No, I don't feel any better. No, no. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's more along the lines of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go for a jog every morning you tell your friends oh yeah I'm going to jog every morning every morning and it's like the same psychological wouldn't it, payoff would it be more psychological payoff if you went I went for a run every morning but you didn't this is what they're saying man You've your brain's already like gotten a little little reward spray and it's like it, it saps your motivation to actually even go and do it the, the, the point being that if you actually intend to do something commit to doing it you're almost better off just keeping it to yourself and just doing it. Yeah, right. Because otherwise, you, again, it's just one of those little ways your brain can betray you. I hope that doesn't happen with uni for me. Well, so it could be dangerous. It could be the same effect where you're like, oh, yeah, I'll um, do, do my assignment about X, Y, and Z. And then you just sit there and don't actually get around to actually doing it. I'll be honest, I've, I've lost motivation about going to uni. How come? I don't know. 
just like oh, it's going to be short hard. attention span. Yeah, or you just realised that there's going to be a fair bit of work to it. Well, I've just started doing these um, these uh, online courses to try and get me ready for uni, and I'm just like, man, this is fucking hard. As in the material itself is challenging. Yeah, like I'm struggling. Yeah, but you're also only just starting that journey. The idea of that stuff is to actually be practicing, right? Yeah, I know, but like, I'll, yeah, anyway. There's I'll no just, point doing it if it's not going to challenge I've you. I started like a basic math thing and I'm just like, uh, fucking, I'm struggling with it. Oh, I could shit you. Pay me in beers. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway. We can I, make that work. I, look, I just need to sit down and spend more time with it. That's a, I think just motivated to actually sit down and do it. It's the other thing. Yeah. Well, you've got a bit of time up your sleeve to sort it out. Yeah. Cause you get a certain amount of time to cancel, right? Oh, look, I can cancel before the day I start, really. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm not going to cancel. I'm, Hang in there, Dave. I'll, I'll do the first the first semester, and if I fail everything, then I'll just go, oh, fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> I'll just say that I did it. Well, I'll, yeah. feel, I'll feel just as good. <laughs> get, the, get the psychological payoff. Yeah, I'll just... Nobody checks that shit anyway. I'll just put it on resume. Yeah, apparently, it happens a lot. People just bullshit and just hope no one checks. <laughs> more often than not, no one checks. There you go. Then you find yourself in the job. <laughs> There's no clue what to fucking do. <laughs> what you need to do is go straight for a boss's job. And mm. then you can just get all the, the all the the people underneath you to come and show you how to do it. <laughs> See, I, I have my doubts that you get away with that for very long. I'm pretty sure people in your team would realise pretty quick that you don't know anything. No, no. So you got to word it the right way. You just go, show me how you do this. <laughs> I should be taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I must admit, whenever I've had anybody come to me with a problem when I did run my own business, it was always, well, how would you deal with this? Mm. Put it back on them. So this, is, this is almost like a teaching a man how to fish rather than just giving them a fish, right? Yeah. Encourage them to... Uh, Learn, learn how to solve their own problems. Yeah. I mean, it was always, I would always put things if I was frustrated with something, I'd always say, well, what do you do in my situation? Hmm. That's a good strategy, man, because maybe next time they'll have a crack at it themselves instead of coming to bother you about it. Yeah. Show a bit of initiative. That's it. Well, that's... That's good, man. That's that's a good way to encourage some uh, personal development. I yeah. like it. Anyway. I mean, the only trick with that is it takes just that little bit of trust, I guess, to, you know, give someone that much leash to... Hang themselves with. That's not what I was going for. <laughs> to, mix, to mix a metaphor. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> they'll either do it well or they won't. And then that just sorts out where you put them on the pile of what you do. With them. Well, that's, that's a, a big thing in management now is trying to raise the, f- the fear of failure because often you can, you can learn a lot of important things from, from failing at something. Yep. That the expectation you get something perfect all the time is not realistic either. And sometimes... What's the phrase? Um, per- perfect is the enemy of getting things done. Like sometimes you just gotta gotta get it done, right? It doesn't not always gonna be one hundred percent perfect. No. Uh, the other trick that I learned too is if you ever you want to find the easiest way to do something, find the laziest person in your uh-huh. organization and ask them to do it. The the least effort required to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard that as a, a parable from uh, like military leadership. That the inclination, the instinct is to give it to your your best dudes, but yeah, what you said, the reality is that the laziest bastard's gonna 
it's like their superpower is to figure out the <laughs> the simplest least amount of effort to get something done yep hey presto you got yourself a new procedure yep <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a good counterintuitive bit of logic to that one I like it hmm. anyway well if you want to flex your your mathematics sort of muscles let's let's do a little uh probability problem have you ever have you ever heard of the Monty Hall problem? No. Oh, man, it's a classic. Absolute classic. It's it's great because it um, you can get very people very passionate about the answer, but two different answers. So it really provokes a lot of arguments. Right. That's probably why it's famous. But the, the Monty Hall problem is is structured so, thusly. It's uh, Imagine you're on a, a game show, right? And you've got the host. He shows you three doors... Behind two doors are goats. Behind the final door is a car. So they close the doors, shuffle up the where the goats and the cars are. They're like, all right, pick a door where you think the car is, right? So you you pick a you pick a door, door one, two, or three. Two. Two. So then what the host will do is say, all right, sit tight. We're going to open up either door one and th- or three and show you one of the goats. So opens up say door three there's a goat so obviously you're still in the chance for the car yep but what he says to you is right now you can keep the door you chose to start with or you can switch to the other door if you feel like it at that point you have to make a decision about what's going to give you the best chance of winning sticking Right, so why would you stick with the one you picked? Because you've got just as much chance with whichever door you fucking choose. Ah, see, this is the classic pitfall, this probability problem. You're actually two-thirds more likely to win the car if you switch the door at that stage. You're thinking it's a 50-50 chance. Well, it is at that point. It's not, because there's been some information disclosed from the probabilities. But, no, there isn't. (laughs) It's the same as when you put your lottery numbers in each week. So this, the simplest explanation I've heard of... So, say you've got two doors. I'm telling you straight up, you're wrong. No, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you <laughs> why you're wrong. Okay, you have two doors in behind one. This is maths, you can't argue with well, it. Well, this is maths. You've got two doors. Behind one's a goat, behind the other's a car. Uh-huh. You know that for a fact. Yep. What, what are your chances of getting a car by picking a door? Well, that one's 50-50. Well, there you go. You're in the same boat. You're in the same boat when you know that there's a goat and a car behind two doors. Do you want to change? No, because it's 50-50 at that point. It is 50-50 at that point. Oh, well, yeah. Soften, soften your mind. Op- open up to possibilities. And think about the problem this way. There's a different way of thinking about it. When you initially pick, what are your chances? One in three. One in three. So even if the host reveals one of the goats, has that probability actually changed that you've picked the correct door? Or is that probability remain the same? Because it's still based on the same information, the same scenario that you started with. But it's not. Your choice hasn't changed, so the probability remains one in three that you've picked the right door. Not if he's asking you to re-choose. It's now one in two. What that does is eliminates one of the other one, one in three chances. So now the remaining choice, the other door, is your two-thirds chance of being a car. Yeah. So you're looking at it a different way. You're not looking at it the way I'm looking at this it. Is, I'm, I'm really, really comfortable telling you that 
the correct answer is to change. It's not, there's no correct in this scenario because it's, you, it's, you've re-asked the question at a different point <laughs> when I, there's only two doors and two options. <laughs> so it is a one in two chance at that point. Or well, the best thing for you to do at this stage is look it up. Like I said, it's I don't co- need to look it up. It's controversial. Don't need to look it up. There's actually a really excellent episode of MythBusters where they tackle this problem, mm-hmm. and what they actually do is they actually run the experiment, play the game, they do it a hundred times, and record the outcome, record the results. Right. So that's em- empirical evidence of how the, how it plays out a hundred times, and it clearly shows two thirds better chance when you switch the door. So not only is there theoretical mathematical equations to prove it um there's not just logical ways of thinking about it that prove it but also you can just do the experiment you can just do it a hundred times do a thousand times and see how many times it works out and it's not 50 50 and like i said it's very maybe you need to word the question differently then because at the point that you're asking do you want to change do you want to change your door because at this point you have two doors with two different things behind them what are your chances at that point your chances at that point are 50 50 at that point, the, the, at that point, they are fifty-fifty because there's two doors with two choices, and that's it. But the mistake is assuming is is looking at the problem in that state because it's not actually there's more information at hand in calculating that probability. But I don't see how you can't, you can't make you can't, any difference whatsoever. You can't ignore the fact that there was a third door that still remains relevant at the final stage. I don't think that's... it does. <laughs> yeah, maybe uni ain't for you. <laughs> it's so stubborn it's not about being stubborn it's about the fact that there's two doors with two different things behind it there's not a third door at that point the third door's been taken away from you all I can do is encourage you to look it up because it's, it's been not done not interested my answer's right I'm <laughs> uh, really fascinated to hear what the uh, the listeners think about that one because it, it's a relatively famous problem and it, and part of why it's famous is because it does provoke such polarised views alright let me put this to you then Mm. We have 12 listeners. Okay? Okay. So you have a 1 in 12 chance that one of them is going to agree with you. I don't agree with that. Well, you've got a, you've got a chance of 12 that one would agree with you with something. Well, there's a certain amount of chance. With but... any opinion. It doesn't matter what it is. Not, not this. <laughs> just any opinion. There's a chance that 1 in 12 would agree with you, if not more. Sure. Right, so now you have two people with differing opinions on things. Do you still have a 1 in 12 chance of one of them agreeing with you? Or do you have a 1 in 2 no, chance? But no, that's the question. <laughs> There's lots of factors that go into it. For you to quantify the probability of someone agreeing with you, you have to examine a lot of factors. It's not It's not just based on randomness. It depends on how, how persuasive All right, you one might of them, be. One or... of them's got $50 in his pocket. One of them hasn't. This is so funny. You've got 12 listeners. One of them's got $50 <laughs> in his pocket. The other 12 don't. You've got 1 11. in 12 chance. You've got what? All right, 11. You've got 1 in 12 chance that... You pick the pocket. Pick, you pick the right one, yeah? Yeah. All right, now you've only got two. Is it still one in 12 or is it one in two? But hang on, you're saying knowing that... No, 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 not no. No, no, because that's, that's actually... Well, it doesn't make any difference. No, no, but this, what you're doing... You take, you take what you're 10 doing, away that didn't have $50 in their pocket. What you've done is develop the problem into a, a more complex example of the same Monty Hall problem. And this is what mathematicians have done to as a proof, is that you can make the problem bigger... And the decision still should be to switch. Because still, that random guess at the start, 1 in 12, it's only 1 in 12 chance of succeeding. 
the fact that you've eliminated all those other options doesn't change the chances you pick that pocket in the right place in the first time. So by the time it's down to the one you picked and one other, it's actually far greater chance. It's 11 in 12 switching will get you the note. You know what it's like? I don't believe it. It's like deal or no deal. Yeah, deal or no deal. And everyone who ever switched always fucked it up. Always. (laughs) Fact. And that's like a one in 30 chance. Or 50 or whatever the fuck it was. This is great. I'm going to have to bring you math problems every week now. Well, that's not even a math problem, is it? It's it's, it's fucking... It's a social experiment more than anything. Probability is a mathematical discipline. Well, it's not really one that I need to be worried about because I don't deal with probability. I deal with facts. Uh, Statistics and shit like that is probably more what I'm looking at. I'm, try- I'm trying to imagine what it would take to prove prove this to you. Nothing's going to prove it ever, because it's pro- <laughs> it's probability. It's a possible hey, outcome. It's a possible. You outcome. said you said you'd never eat a crab stick. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I was right in never doing so. <laughs> I went I went there for lunch, had a crab stick, still as good as ever. Mate, it just tastes like nothing. It's crap. Actually, my my lunches this week was a world tour of stuff you don't like I went to Sneaky Burgers as well had a had a good little burger because I was still trying to recover my appetite this week so so I've gradually been working my way up to the good stuff it's funny I took some people when I was driving Uber last week before oh, the operation yeah. took some people he was going for his birthday and he went to Sneaky Burgers like 7 o'clock at night on a Thursday night just in town there yeah yeah so I dropped him off at Sneaky Burgers in Wollongong Anyway, about two days later, I just happened to pick him back up in the middle of the day to go to work. Same day. Uh, okay. I was like, oh, how'd this, you go at Sneaky Burgers? This dude needs a driver's license. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, how'd you go at Sneaky Burgers? And he's like, oh, we didn't go in the end. It was just too many people there. So we went down the road and got some, went somewhere else. Well, and I was like, well, did yourself a favor there, didn't you? And no, I, no. But and, you... I, and I told him. I told him what happened. And he's like, yeah. You're missing the most relevant thing here is it was so popular that he couldn't even get one. Well, I told him what happened and he goes, I'm surprised it's that popular. And I was like, well, there you go. I said, some people, some people are happy with mediocrity. That's a problem. <laughs> some, some people are happy having themselves chauffeured around their entire adult lives. Some people lose their licenses. Yeah, maybe. And that's what ha- I asked him. Yeah, so there's, I, I usually, when, there's someone whose judgment I trust, someone who lost their fucking license. <laughs> but he doesn't even know. He didn't even try one. No, well, I told him what happened. You're holding him up as evidence that Sneaky Burgers are no, 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 good. No, 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 no. I didn't say Fucking it was didn't evidence. didn't even eat one. I was just telling you a story <laughs> that happened, and I told him how shit they were. And that's what happens. You Spreading. feed somebody a shit burger, and they will tell everybody how that's, shit that burger was when they talk about that's Sneaky Burgers. slanderous shit, man. No, it's not slanderous. I had a, It's true fact. I had a shit burger from <laughs> Sneaky Burgers. It was burnt, and it was crap. Uh, that's it's... fact. It was burnt. And it's, you... it's it's funny that this stuff only happens to you. Like, to me, it's funny. To you, probably not. No, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> Guaranteed, if something's going to be oh, fucked look, up, it'll happen to me. People have different opinions about this stuff. Like like I said, some people are happy with mediocrity. In in, in the car today, I was writing off uh, Grilled, and Matt at work was like, nah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. You know, he's, he's a bit of a burger aficionado, so obviously, you know, he, he sees something in Grilled that I don't. I, yeah, I reckon it's overpriced, quasi. Oh, I think it's a bit expensive. Trying, trying to be fancy, but it's not much difference from fucking McDonald's. Oh, nah. It's frozen patties. It's just... Oh, look, they. I'll probably agree with you there. Fuck, it's... But they taste all right. For that kind of coin, there's like a half a dozen other burger joints I'd go to first. Fair enough. 
and it's that thing as well of people going to a chain restaurant and thinking it's fancy or some bullshit. It's like, oh no, that's dumb. That's how people perceive it, though. Yeah. And fair play, I'm not saying that that wasn't what Matt was saying, but that's been my perception of people when they're having a bit of a rabbit on about the old grilled. Like it's just fancy McDonald's. You kidding yourself? Yeah, I wouldn't. Any burger joint is not going anywhere fancy for dinner. Yeah, that's I. I agree, man. The essence of the burger should be a good value meal. Yeah, see, that, that's where I have a problem at the moment because most of the burger joints in Wollongong, I don't believe are really good value. You gotta go up to go back to that crab shack, man, where the crab sticks are. I've been right there. Their their burgers are crazy value. Yeah, so now I've had a couple of different meals from there lately. Okay. So well, I'll say lately in the past few weeks, we, I tried the chicken schnitzel burger. Hmm. Average. The schnitzel burger is a tough one because you're comparing it to Chico's. Like, but you, see, subconsciously, no, your no, brain no, is no, comparing no, it no, to Chico's. No, not necessarily. But I'll tell you what happened. You did tell me out of a Chico scale out of five or something, you gave it like a four or something or other. Chico scale, I like it. So I was expecting it to be, you know, pretty yeah, good. Pretty good. It was average at best. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and I also tried a bacon and egg roll from there. Oh, okay. It was okay. You like but a lot of better. you like a lot of bacon on those, don't you? It's not that I like a lot of bacon. I like the, I like the egg to be cooked right. Were they generous with the bacon? Just enough. Just enough. Yeah. Mm. I think the biggest problem with it was the burger bun was too big for everything that was in it. So you get a lot of bread before you start eating uh, into the good yeah. stuff. Yeah, which frustrates me. If you're going to use a big bun, stick two up. eggs on it. Fill that bastard up. Yeah. Anyway, so but I haven't written them off because I do like the chips. And their battered salves are pretty good. There's something weirdly charming about their crazy little cafe oh, there. There's something not quite right going on there. It's know. like your TV presenters. <laughs> I mean, like... I walked in there the other day. <laughs> the dude behind the counter didn't have a fucking shirt on. He he was in a singlet when we went this week. And I'm just like... It is. It is we're getting into summer. Yeah. I, <laughs> I realise that. But I'm sure there's some sort of food some handling... Dude, well, I I was going to eat a sweaty pizza, so who cares? Some yeah, old, old, look, old dude's freaking sun's out, gun's out behind the counter. I haven't seen him touch my food with his bare hands, so at that point, it's still good to go. If, and it, it's it's a, I'm going to say it's dicey, this place. Yeah, but I think that's part of the appeal. It, yeah, it's a bit fucking dodge, but See, it's again, a place. We'll go back to my, my distaste for grilled. It's that sanitized experience. Like there's no dudes. Nah, see, I don't believe that because you look beyond the counter and you've also got some greasy teenager making the burgers, and you know, you know they're going to. Yeah, be... but they're hiding that away in the kitchen, right? Yeah. This weird little place, <laughs> the galley, the kitchen's right there. Yeah, they've got nothing. They're, nothing sh- to, they're, they're nothing showing to you how gross they are. You, the the food, like when you order your battered sav, it's sitting in the in the fridge in front of you. Yeah. They take it out, turn it around, and chuck it in the fryer. It's all just there. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. There's not not really much to go wrong. <laughs> But I think yeah. I would limit. I would limit what I'd have from there. Like I don't think I would have a burger with salad and stuff on it because I'd be like, mm, the salad's probably where I'm starting to go. Uh, not sure. About You're that. losing some faith. Losing <laughs> a bit of faith. Like if it's cooked, I can live with it because it's just straight off the pan. It's kind it's of been had some heat through it. Kind of been kind of been sanitized <laughs> at some point. Cleansed by fire. So deep deep fried. <laughs> like nothing's going to live through 500 degrees of oil. Yeah, there's probably some truth to that. I'm sure that's 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 science. But the other thing too is their battered stabs are colossal. Like they're the biggest battered stabs I've ever had. They're massive. And again, 
ridiculous value. Yeah, look, it's cheap. And we get large chips and there's way too much. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you one thing that's happened. Have you ever gotten chips from a fish and chip shop and you've had heaps of leftovers and you've gone, fuck it, I'm going to keep them? No, it, I can't do it. So this was the thing. I have I can't eat cold chips. Catherine likes cold chips. No. I have to eat them, heat them back up. Now, I've tried it with a few different places and they always turn to shit. How are you reheating them? Well, I've tried a few different ways. I've tried cooking them in just a shallow pan. Okay. I've tried cooking them back in oil, which is a disaster. Yeah, because they're basically twice as much oil in them. I've tried cooking them in the oven. Yeah. And then I've tried the air fryer. Now, the air fryer seems to be the way to go. But these chips, they always taste a bit funky, though, when they've been reheated. Mm. They've got a bit of a funny sort of thing. The the consistency's not quite right. doesn't surprise me, yeah. Now, the chips from up there... I'll put them... In, we had shit tins left over the other day. Yeah. Put them in the air fryer. They were like... They were fucking fresh out of the fryer. Brand spanking new chips. They were perfect. Crazy. They were really good. So yeah. now I feel better about getting a lot of chips and having leftovers because I know, now I can eat them later. I'll, I'll tell you exactly why I'm not a fan of the reheat. And it goes back to a childhood experience where I'd started BMX riding. This is when I was in... I want to say primary school, but it might have even been early high school. I started doing a lot of BMX riding with this kid who was kind of, kind of like one of the rougher kids, like one of the kids that's always getting into trouble and stuff. But well, you were an East Narrow, hundred <laughs> percent. But um, so you had a more than a one in three chance of that happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dead certainty. But we we were hanging out because um, we were into BMX riding and we'd go and find bush trails and all that sort of stuff. But we went back to his place one time and his mum's like, "Oh, you boys want some." Some hot chips. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love hot chips. And it's like, they're taken it out of the fridge, chucked it in the microwave. Oh, no. See, the microwave fucks them. Microwaved up some hot chips, served it up. And, you know, I think it was probably the first time I'd been to his house and I was trying to be polite. And it was just like, it just was like a greasy, depressing, poor person experience. And it just ruined it for life. Yeah, I think the microwave's the, the microwave biggest, thing, biggest just, killer. That was never going to work. Biggest killer of chips. They're just, they were soggy. Even those ones that greasy. they... Greasy. Do you ever see the ones they <clears> brought out? You could buy like frozen microwavable chips in a box. Did they ever bring them out over here? You, what, you just nuke the whole box and you nuke you've the got box. chips? Fight. Because it was always shit. They always tasted like... You're always like, oh fuck, I feel like some chips, but I want them right now. Bang. Chuck these things in the microwave and they still taste like garbage. No, no surprise there, man. That's... That's never going to work. No. I, lo- I love the idea that someone's like, oh, 20 minutes to bake some chips. No, let's just nuke this shit up in three minutes. I'm, it's got to, we've got to go. It's time to go. I must admit, the air fryer's pretty good, man. Like, we've cooked fresh what chips. What the fuck's the difference between like an air fryer or just like a, like a convection oven? I don't know. <laughs> How did you end up with one? Because, I don't know, probably because of chips, because I like chips. And I sick of you put chips yeah. in the oven and they never cook properly. They're always like burnt on the top or, or you know. Yeah, I know crisp, you. I know what you mean. One side's crispy or some of them are crispy, and then the ones that were in the middle of the tray are still fucking sure. soggy or whatever. Never cook properly. But the air fryer smashes it. So I thought I'll try an air fryer. Put them in. Boom. Half the amount of time they need to be in there. So like the oven chips that need to be in the oven for twenty minutes and they're still mm. not cooked properly. Put them in the air fryer for ten minutes. They're done. The oil drips out of them, so they, they taste, they feel like they're a bit more healthier. They're less greasy. Sure. And they're cooked perfectly all the way around the whole chip. Yeah. I guess it's just that thing where it's like, do you want another appliance in your kitchen? 
it's like that shit can add up quick, right? Yeah. Oh, we got it anyway. I mean, I mean, we've cooked some other things in there. Chico rolls cook all right in there. Fuck a Chico roll, man. I ain't got time for that. I love Chico rolls, man. Uh, again, poor person food. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that's that's like the leftovers. What are we going to chuck into this thing? You eat spring rolls, don't you? It's fucking almost the same thing. I'm not a big fan of a spring roll. Oh, there you go. The, um, but you're quite happy to eat a fucking crab stick. Mm-hmm. And you think that's better than a fucking Chico roll? Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there's no pretenses about a crab stick. Stick of crab flavoured there's, no ch- there's There's no pretense about Chico roll. You're getting Chico in a roll. No, no. Chico roll? Is there chicken in it? There is meat in it. And there's a shitload of cabbage Which to I fill didn't it know. Out. No, no. It's not. It's like, there's heaps of vegetables in it. It's I didn't not realize a roll that, of chicken. I thought it was all vegetable. I'll be honest with you. Exactly. I, I, well, no, no, no. Exactly. Then the only reason I didn't is because I was out when I was with Josh on a... On, you wouldn't have one. I was like, dude, do you eat Chico rolls? And he's like, no. And I'm like, why? They're all vegetables. He's like, there's meat in them. And I'm like, no, there's fucking not. I I, I think Josh needs a fact check. <laughs> they, they actually have it in the ingredients. There's meat a trace of chicken grease or some shit. Uh, anyway. I, I like a chicken beak, roll. Beak powder. I don't even know if it's chicken. It's probably beef. Fuck a chicken roll. Yeah. Not not interested. Fair enough. And you say I'm pig-headed. At least I tried the fucking... I've I've had a Chico roll. I've been there. I'm not going back. Well, I'd rather have a Chico roll than a fucking dirty crab stick. (laughs) Oh, man. I actually have... I did the maths on how many crab sticks you could get for the price of, like, one of their normal meals and, like, whether that would actually still be enough to be a meal. I reckon it would work out just about okay. What? To just just eat... pure, Pure crab sticks. $10 $10 worth of crab sticks or some shit. Yeah, like 12 bucks worth. Count that as a meal. <laughs> hey, well, it can't that? be worse than 40 nuggets. It probably is just as bad, if not worse, I'd imagine. would be like the first person on record to develop some weird disease from eating too many crab sticks. Well, you heard about that dude that was just eating chips and white bread and he went blind and death. Oh, in, in Britain. That was because he was a fussy, like a picky eater. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you ate 12 crab sticks, you'd probably go slightly blind. Yeah, but... That scenario would have to be if I'd only eat crab sticks for every meal. No, I reckon if you ate 12 crab sticks, you'd go... In one, so, you'd, from one time, You'd probably blind. get like tunnel vision or something. You'd, <laughs> you'd lose, lose your, your peripherals just for like a what couple of hours. What if you went into like, yeah, like a, a vision quest and like you imagine you're living as a crab? You mean... And you're like it's like taking LSD. Hallucinating, yeah. You've had 12 crab sticks and it's like eat, eating fucking acid. And like the, the the trip ends with you getting caught and like winched up and going into like a it, it, a factory caught in a crab pot and get sent to a factory and get turned into a crab stick. <laughs> That'd be a bad trip, man. That'd be pretty funny if I saw someone outside the takeaway. Oh, I'm a crab stick. I reckon that that'd be a very funny little animated short you could do. Did you talk about? It'd be a very Australian piece, but it'd be be one of those great masterpieces like Siggy Butt Brain or. Talking about Siggy Butt Brain and, and the galley, I was yeah they uh, do go hand in hand. Well, the, no, was, this is you could see those guys slightly separate but in the same area. You could see those guys at the the galley for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Damo, give so us you your grab pet- stick. Do you know the petrol station across the road? The BP. Yeah. Did you hear what happened there? Oh no! And uh, this is from your barber that told me this. <laughs> so it's legit. Apparently, it was all over Facebook. Yeah. There was a prosy. Uh. 
washing out of bits in the in the servo in the middle oh. of the day and somebody videoed it and put it all over Facebook she's getting the the water from the, the windscreen washers and giving oh, it oh in the forecourt I thought you meant in the bathroom no no in the forecourt and giving a giving a with the manky old bucket in the... well I mean it's probably no mankier than a badge that she was giving a bit of a clean up so the same water that someone's been wiping bugs off their windscreen with with the squeegee oh my god yeah that's when you've got to reevaluate your life choices, Dave. For two people in that scenario, one person washing it out, two person videotaping that shit. That's nasty. Yep. Oh, good job, poor Kimberla. Yeah. Some things will never change. Yep. Jesus. It Christ. was funny though. The same in the same conversation I was having with that barber, I said, "There's some fucking freaks around here, isn't there?" Yeah. In Port Kimberla, like walking past the window and stuff. <laughs> And he goes, yeah, they're all fucking weird looking pricks around here. And then he turns around and he goes, the only decent looking people are the ones that walk out of my shop after they've had a haircut. Boom. And I'm just like... Put it on the poster. Fucking up yourself there a bit much? <laughs> Come on. He's yeah. probably right. True facts. Maybe. Anyway. Look. What else you got to talk about today, Al? I don't know. Almost, I was imagining Did you say you had some indecent proposal for me? Yeah, you, I want you to eat 40 nuggets. Oh. Whatever. Fucking big big man. Well, you're growing the beard, so now you can verse some food. I haven't really grown a beard. I just haven't shaved for a week because I'm a gimp. you got to give it more than a week. You was, you're saying you're going to let it go for the entire time you're in traction. I'm not in traction. I don't know, I'm not a doctor. I'm in a sling. It's traction. Surely. Isn't that when just something's like immobilized? I don't know. I thought they pulled on it and shit when it's in traction. Yeah, anyway. The deal, the deal was, what you proposed to me was that you'd just let it... Let, let the facial hair grow. I'm just... I just don't want to go out in public looking like this. That's a problem. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. You barely notice it. I mean, it'd be right walking around <laughs> Port Kembla. <laughs> exactly. But I'm... Like, I want to go to the bike show tomorrow. I look like a right fucking hobo. Everyone's going to think I'm just trying to nick their fucking motorcycles. Dude, no one's going to notice your patchy beard when you've got a big old sling going on. That's what people people are going to notice. That's why it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like a distraction. See no, one's, see, no one's going to judge you for not shaving because your arm's fucked up. That's a perfect excuse. Yeah. Anyway. You, you worry too much about what people think, man. You're you're a fresh dad again. You should be leaning into it. Dad mode. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Friggin' start wearing some sandals and socks. I've gone back to thongs, I must admit. Yeah, well, it's summertime. But that's only because it's easier to put on You don't have to tie hand. your laces, yeah. No, that's legit. So, yeah, get yourself a goofy hat. I'm pretty sure I've got a few goofy hats. Perfect. Yeah, we're all set. Got the one with the penguin on the front of it. Nah, man, that's the best hat I own now is the penguin cap. I went, I went to look and buy some more, but why? The oh, we've got a golf thing at work, so I was gonna get like a set of matching caps for the golf team, but that seller so disappeared. Uh, end of the month. Where's my invite? Dude, you're fucked up. Dude, I can drive the fuck out of a out of one of those things. I reckon. Oh, uh, look. Anyway, the, the it was a work thing. What are you? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Still want an invite? Oh my god. Golf days are the best. If I was gonna get a ring in, I'd get someone who could play. Fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't um, play at the moment, so it's a fair comment, I guess. <laughs> Fact. But yeah, like I was like, oh yeah, sweet. I'll just get another. It's, cool little cheap hat but the eBay sellers just disappeared off the face of the earth he's running out of penguin hats he's done I'm out yeah so we we were lucky man we got our little window 
It's Penguin Hats uh, collectible items now. Yep. Perhaps. Maybe. Kind of. So they've already put (laughs) their thing up for the five hour again next year. They're doing a five hour in Sydney and in Phillip Island this year. Oh, okay. And the 90 minutes changed to a two hour for the little bots. Yep. Oh, yeah. Obviously, they've had a bit of success with the event. Yeah. So. You reckon you'd be keen to give another crack? Maybe. See how my fitness goes right here. Because I guess, I mean, the thing that sucked for you guys was you didn't really get a chance to do it properly, I guess. It was kind of compromised. That's right. I mean, the thing is, now I've just got to make my mind up. Do I do the Victorian round of the bears mm. at Phillip Island or do I go down and do the five hour at Phillip Island? Um, I mean, both of those are fucking big trips, man. Big trips. We've been having the five hour with is the, a bigger trip, I think. Is the Sydney event before? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe you could just... Again, one's in July, I think, and the other's in November. Have have a run of the Sydney round and see if if you enjoyed it. Then maybe that's the way you go for the Victorian leg. Yeah, well, I think I, I might have misread it, but I think that a two-hour event is on the Saturday and a five-hour is going to be on the Sunday, which uh, would be great. Okay. So I can do the KTM run on the Saturday, on the three ninety, yeah, and then do the su- Sunday run on the the big boys. Yeah, because that probably wouldn't be too bad. Because yeah, it's the shorter event as well. Smaller bikes, yeah. probably wouldn't take too much out of you, you'd hope. So not compared to the five-hour event. No. Anyway, be interesting to see. There you go. Hang on to your penguin hats, eh? Yeah. Well, well I won't be doing the two-hour with that, with John, that's for sure, because... He, he wouldn't have a bike. He won't have the bike to do it. So I don't know what will happen with the five-hour, who we'll be doing that with, but got a sneaking suspicion John was hinting towards me and Gavin doing it. So, mm-hmm. but... I mean, he may change his mind if I turn coat from Ducati to Aprilia. Yeah, it's still Italian, isn't it? It is. What the funny thing is going to be about that is me riding an Aprilia and a KTM with Ducati leathers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And a Ducati helmet. Just a bit bit mixed up. Well, I was talking to Jason about it today and he said, just paint your bike red and put Ducati stickers on it. Who gives a fuck? Man. I, you probably have just people like, oh, that's an interesting Ducati. <laughs> what model is that? It's 2012 V4. <laughs> Close enough. never made them. Oh, well, then, there you go. Well, this is a special order. Yeah, this is a one-off. <laughs> Came from a very special factory on the other side of the country called Aprilia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway. Oh, man. You feeling it? This is like the comeback uh, I'm str- comeback I'm struggling episode. today, if I'm honest. I, th- I felt like it was going to go one of two ways. Yeah, either we were going to struggle or it'd be like, be fresh and like gunning for it. Struggle. What about you? Well, I haven't yawned as much as you, so. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm recovering. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm still recovering from. Cause Cause I mean, was, they, they drilled three fucking holes in my arm. It's hardcore operation, man. But I, I, I love the bit you're saying about the surgeon being not cocky, but just confident. Just like, yeah, if you do the, if you do the physio for this, your shoulder's going to be a hundred percent. It's pretty remarkable that that's something that they're so practiced at doing now that... Oh, I did a bit of reading up on him and it turns out he's like world-renowned. He's the guy. He's he's like, he's the one that's developed a whole heap of different ways of doing this and uh, so... Because you ended up getting one of the f- foremost experts for your thyroid as well, didn't you? Yep. Fucking go Australia. Look at us. Yeah. Put a Southern Cross sticker on it. <laughs> yeah, put a Southern Cross Oh, on. Jesus. <laughs> So the, my point is, still some good stuff in Australia to be proud of. Mostly good stuff. Yeah. 
despite the occasional dickheads and gronks and bogans that wreck it up for us. Yep. Actually, at work today, we were talking, we um, had some of those name cans of Coke with lunch. And there was like, mate, champ, bro. I don't know what the fuck they're doing at their marketing department, but one of them was labeled Bogan. <laughs> it was pretty funny. We we're cracking up. But one of the um, new people at work was like, oh, what's a Bogan? What? She's originally from Poland, right? Send it back. No, but it's like, she says, explain to me what a Bogan is. And it's like, oh God, where do you even start? How do you classify a Bogan? Did you say me, but a bit more feral? <laughs> what, in reference to myself? Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't go that route. <laughs> I think the general consensus was, you know, country hick was kind of like closest equivalent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Bogan is country hick. What? The thing that came to my mind that's crucial for a Bogan is they're not self-aware. They don't know that they're a Bogan. Or even better, they don't think they're a Bogan, even though they are 100% Bogan head to tail. I think the best way of describing a Bogan is just... You look at someone and you just go, oh, geez, they look like a Hauzo. Yeah, it's definitely the Hauzo spirit to it. Even if they're not a Hauzo. But you can you look. can still have um, someone with cash be a Bogan. Yeah, yeah, like, but they, that's what I'm saying. They look like a Hauzo. It should be a Hauzo, yeah, yeah. Like they've got the Nike Air Maxes on. And I'm telling you... They've got the, they've got the, the fanny pack over the shoulder. <laughs> Driving a HSV. They've got the, hot, the hat on slightly... <laughs> Fucked up. Driving a Commodore with Chevy badges on it. Yeah, or, um, or a Ford with with a XR6 body kit on it. It's just a standard <laughs> Future or some shit. And if you asked them, if there was a polite way to just bring it up and say, "Excuse me, sir, do you think that you might be a bogan?" They they would deny it, even though there's a litany of evidence there to say, that in fact, you are a bogan. Yeah. Talking about bogans, one, I'm going to end this on a on a serious note. Okay. I'm intrigued. People's throwing cigarette butts out the window of the car. That's I mean, it's up. bad enough if they're not lit, but when they're lit, it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Some dickhead starts a bushfire. So I've become began a campaign, and I encourage everybody else to do the same. Jump on the EPA website and fucking dob them in. Take their number plate. Right. Dob them in. They get fined. Bang. Straight like that. So what happens if you just want to get at someone? <laughs> well, I think you need to kind of... You, you need to come up... Yeah. Just describe when and where it happened. You have to describe when and where it happened, what like, exactly the time, the intersection, what you saw, blah de blah blah yeah. And if it does don't go... If they take it to court, then you need to go to court to say that you've seen it. Oh, my God. But I'm fucking... I'm sick of cunts doing it, so... Started dobbing them in. Dobbed some people in the other day for doing it. And I think it's a pretty righteous cause, because it's, it's dumb on so many levels. One, you're a smoker. Two, you're littering. Three, you could start a fucking bushfire, you fucking dickhead. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's just so many levels. There's nothing good about it at all. Any, any, even, even if you're not driving, fucking dropping a cigarette butt on the floor, you grubby cunt. Take it home and put it in a fucking it's bin. So many things wrong you, with it. I mean, it's already gross enough that everyone's going to smell your fucking dirty cigarette smoke. Did I tell you about the mum I saw smoking out the front of our school, one Arvo? No. She's there with, like, the toddler waiting for the kids who were in primary school. Dead set posted up on the gate, front gate of the school. I thought it was illegal to smoke outside school. I thought so too. Yeah. But uh, just the level of unaware. And the fact that she had the other little kid with her. 
fucking so gross. And yeah, like I deliberately had to go like upwind so I wouldn't get. Oh, I make a point out. now of saying shit to the kids in front of them. Yeah. Just going, oh, look at that. Well, can you smell that? Jeez. The only yeah. good, the only dying grail, the only good thing about this is the fact they're going to die of cancer sooner than everyone else. Savage. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Fucking smelly pricks inflicting it on everyone else. Yeah, well, they haven't extended any thought or courtesy to anyone else. So, so why should I? Yeah. I mean, it's hypocritical for me to do it, but fuck it. Yeah. And then uh, when they get angry, I can laugh and walk off. I think that was probably the only thing that held me back was that, you know, it's someone from the, the school, chances are you're going to bump into them again. So it's like, do you make a big deal about this or do you just get on with your life? Well, you could go either way, I guess. If you make a big deal of it, then they'll realise when you're walking down the street with your kid, you don't want fucking smoke all over your children. But, I mean, part of me just looks at that and just thinks, this person can't be told, they can't learn. If they're already doing this, they, they don't have the capacity to, to realise why that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. I'd, I'd have my doubts. Well, I don't know. I mean, I... I... Some people might. I mean, I, I had a conversation with someone at a kids sporting event that was smoking and told them, you do realise it's illegal to smoke on kids at sporting events like this. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't oh, even be. And I'm just like, mate, yeah. I'm just telling you because if I come here next week and you're smoking, I'm going to fucking dob you in. And that's the end of it. Next week, no smoke and I haven't been smoked ever since. But that's, I mean, that's almost the crazy thing of it is for it to even be a threat of legality. It shouldn't even be. It's just courtesy. Mm. Heck's wrong with people. Anyway. Smokers, do I mean, we need them? I mean, do we need them? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All right, let's put it in the can, Dave. We've we've this is the comeback episode. Fucking two weeks down. First time that we've missed episode, so fucking had a pretty good run. I blame you for all of it, but anyway. Yeah, I'll cop it, sweet. <laughs> I can't argue, man. But oh, it's all part of learning. The podcast experience. Yeah, we might have to put some in the bank when we've got some spare time and just some generic topics. <laughs> yeah, and then just post what, them up when we start. What's the deal with airline food? <laughs> I quite like gold, it, but anyway. Gold. Yeah, maybe we should just like shave off 10% of every episode and just like build up a vault. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's not quite. It's not the greatest hits. It's the. Uh, from it's not the, like we're ending it with a date and time. From the cutting room floor. Yeah. Okay. Out, outtakes. Outtakes and. Bloopers. The blooper reel. <laughs> we might end up only posting 10-minute episodes if we do that. Yeah. Anyway, all right. We're out. Cheerio.